0: Welcome to Murder Bucket, a true crime podcast where I talk about everything from murders, paranormal activity, kidnappings, abductions, and also weird stuff. If you never want to miss a new episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It would also be helpful if you rated and left me a review. This spreads the word about Murder Bucket. Let's see what we're going to pull out of the bucket this week. Good evening, Murder Bucket family, and welcome back to another episode. Tonight, we have part two of the Google search autofill, and I am actually really excited about this because I thoroughly enjoyed two weeks ago's episode when we did part one. I really hope you liked it because I found out a whole bunch of very interesting information. But before we get started with tonight's episode, we're going to do our week slash weekend recap. Not much interesting has happened in the last couple of weeks. The only thing that I can really think of is we got a new pastor at our church. And my husband and I and our daughter took them dinner one evening while some of the guys in our church actually helped them move in and like unpack boxes and move furniture around and stuff. So that was pretty fun and we got to do like a big um, like meet and greet kind of thing at the church like ask them random questions get their answers that kind of thing and really just hang out with everybody in the church which is really nice. One interesting thing that didn't happen to me but happened to the friend that lives with us on Sunday he was actually out longboarding with a couple of our other friends and They were out for a really long time. Like, I don't think they got back until around eight o'clock. And here's the reason why. While they were out longboarding, they were in an area that they always go longboarding. So they're used to like the hills, the curves and all that kind of stuff. And the friend that lives with us, he went down one of the hills that he's gone down a million times. He went around the curve and he went around the curve, apparently at the wrong angle And he said that either he was going to run into the guardrail or he was going to jump off of his board. So he decided to jump off his board and he jumped off the board very wrong and broke his ankle. So funny story about that. Not really funny, but kind of like a coincidence almost. While they were out and my husband and I and our daughter were at home, I was standing at our oven and I was making cookies and I was thinking... They have been gone for a really long time. I wonder if something has happened to one of them. I bet you one of them is going to walk through the door and they're going to be like on crutches or they're going to have stitches or they're going to be bleeding or something. And not even, and I kid you not, not even 30 minutes later, one of the friends that went with them walked in the door, which was completely unexpected because we didn't expect him at the house, obviously, walked in the door and said, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And I said, no, what happened? Oh, he broke his leg. Um, excuse me? (laughs) So yeah, I thought that was like super weird, kind of like a coincidence almost of that I had that thought and then obviously that actually happened. But like I said, nothing other than that really happened the last couple of weeks. I've finished with the interns at my work and they're now off getting ready to go to another year of school. Uh, My daughter is, like, super goofy and crazy, as always, as you would be at two and a half. We finished our softball season at church, I believe, two weeks ago? Yeah, we finished it two weeks ago. And you know, that's really about it. So we're going to go ahead and get into tonight's episode. And as I mentioned two weeks ago, I am doing this all kind of, I guess, live. So you will hear a couple of mouse clicks because I'm reading what you guys have typed. I'm entering it into Google and I'm reading exactly what shows up. Okay, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. And the next thing on the list, since we're picking up from two weeks ago, we have Who Killed? The first thing that shows up is a thriller series titled Who Killed Sarah? We have a TV series titled Who Killed Malcolm X. We have a film titled Who Killed Benet Ramsey. We have a book by Fenton Bresler titled Who Killed John Lennon. Then the next is Who Killed Tupac Shacker. Who Killed Sarah Season 4. Who Killed John F. Kennedy. And a song by Brendan Angelides titled Who Killed Bryce Walker. Let's go ahead and click on the thriller series Who Killed Sarah and see what that one is about. Okay. So this is just, like, right off the bat on Google. It looks like it is a crime thriller mystery melodrama. And it's on Netflix. It says, after being framed for his sister's murder, Alex is hellbent on... Exacting Revenge and Finding the Real Culprit. Let's see, who is in this? It doesn't look like anybody that I recognize. Who's the cast? Okay. So we have Carolina Miranda, Eugenio Siller, Gene uh, Reno, Manalo Cordano, Ella Velden, Claudia Ramirez, Alejandro Nonez. I don't believe I know who any of these are. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the Who Killed, and let's look at the film Who Killed Jomene Ramsey. Let's see if we can look at this. Okay, so it looks like it was a film from 2016. We have a gentleman named Eon Bailey played Detective Steve Thomas. Julia Campbell played Patsy Ramsey. Michael Gill played John Ramsey. Uh, David Keeley played Fleet White. Camille Sullivan played Detective Linda Ardent. Let's see if this tells us like what it was kind of about. Oh, it's a Lifetime original movie revisits the infamous murder of pint-sized beauty queen JonBenet Ramsey and the lurid details that captivated the nation. Interesting. Not that big into Lifetime movies. I do like an occasional Hallmark movie at Christmas time, but not that many Lifetime movies. Okay, so now we're going to go back, and looks like we have a TV series titled Who Killed Malcolm X? And this one also looks like it was a Netflix movie or a Netflix documentary. It says, Who Killed Malcolm X is a 2020 documentary miniseries directed by Rachel Durtzen and Phil Bertletzen, Produced by Fusion, the series began streaming on Netflix on February 7th of 2020. And... All right, let's see who the cast is. We have Abdur Muhammad, Zach Kondo, Al Sharpton, Zaheer Ali, Akbar Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Aziz, Calvin Sinnott, Penel Joseph, and Peter Bailey. And I'm going to do this really quick for some of you who do not know who Malcolm X is. And I'm just going to go to a quick Wikipedia search. Sorry, it's not Google. So Malcolm X was an African-American Muslim minister and human rights activist who was a prominent figure during the Civil Rights Movement. He was killed on February 21st of 1965 at the age of 39. And he is buried at Ferncliff Cemetery, which is located in New York. Okay, and we're going to do one last one on the Who Killed. We're going to click on Who Killed John F. Kennedy. One of my all-time favorite presidents. So this says right at the top of Google, John F. Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States, was assassinated on Friday, November 22nd, 1963, at 12.30 p.m. in Dallas, Texas, while riding in a presidential motorcade through Dealey Plaza. Kennedy was in the vehicle with his wife, Jacqueline. Texas Governor John Connolly and Connolly's wife, Nellie, when he was fatally shot from the nearby Texas School Book Depository by Lee Harvey Oswald. I do want to just quickly mention there is a book that Stephen King wrote regarding the assassination of JFK. And if you're not super into, like, Stephen King's writing or any of, like, the films that have been um, done based off of his books, this book is actually kind of like off in left field of what he normally writes because I personally don't like those kind of books or those kind of shows or movies or whatever. Anyways, so he has a book titled 112263. And it is about a time traveler who attempts to prevent the assassination of United States President John F. Kennedy, which obviously like I said occurred on November 22nd, 1963. They did do like a little mini series, mini episode thing on Hulu in 2016. I will have to say that you should read or listen to the book first before you go watch the little mini series, because like pretty much everything, they miss a couple of things out of the book that I think are really important. So again, go ahead and listen to it or read it or do whatever or, you know, don't. Not a big deal. I thought the book was very fascinating and I just wanted to mention it to you. So now I'm going to go back and we're going to move on to the next question, which is what's the most common? We have, what is the most common blood type? The most common name? The most common birthday? The most common name in the world? The most common last name? The most common eye color? The most common language? The most common cancer? the most common STD, and the most common girl's name. I'm going to click on most common blood type, and Google tells me that it is type O. And type O is routinely in short supply and in high demand by hospitals, both because it is the most common blood type and because type O negative blood is the universal blood type needed for emergency transfusions and for immune deficient infants. So with that being said, if you have type O blood, please, please, please go donate blood. That is extremely needed. All right. What is the most common eye color? And that is brown, which is what I have. It says brown, which is the most common eye color in the world. Green, which is the least common eye color in the world. Only 9% of people in the United States have green eyes. And Hazel is a combination of brown and green. We have what is the most common name? So this just gives me like, the very first thing is the top names over the last 100 years. So popular names for births between 1922 and 1921. Number one on the list for male names is James. And apparently 4,663,000 people between 1922 and 1921 have been named James. The most common female name is Mary. And 3,124,000 people have been named Mary between 1922 and 1921. Let's just randomly see if my name is on this list. And it is. So my name ranks in at number 67, and this is out of 100. So between 1922 and 1921, 435,000 people have been named Hannah. And number 100 on the list for boy names is Lewis. Looks like 308,000 people have been named that. And number 100 for female names is Lori. And that is 337,000 people. Very interesting. All right, let's see. What is the most common birthday? Let's try this one. Okay. This says, according to real birthday data compiled for 20 years of American births, mid-September is the most common packed time of the year, with September 9th being the most popular day to be born in America, Followed closely by September 19th. Okay. Let's do... What's the most common last name in the world? Let's keep going with this name and birthday theme. It looks like on a website from blog.prepscholar.com that is titled The 85 Most Common Last Names in the World that was published on February 28th of 2021. It says as of 2018, the most common last name in the world is Wang, W A N G, which means prince. It says about 92.8 million people in China have this name, which is roughly 15% of China's population. That's pretty interesting. I like that. Okay, so the next question we have is Serial Killer, and what pops up is Serial Killer with the Most Kills, Serial Killer's Last Meals, Serial Killer Zodiac Signs, Serial Killer's in Maryland, Serial Killer Movies, Serial Killer Documentaries, Serial Killer Common Traits, and Serial Killer Lists. Let's go ahead and get into this one Let's try Serial Killer with the Most Kills. And this one brings up, the very first thing is a list of serial killers by number of victims on Wikipedia. Oh man, we have someone named Luis Garavito. It looks like the, I guess the countries of where he killed people was Colombia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. Years active was 1992 to 1999, and proven victims is 193. Possible victims is 193 to 300 plus. And then this also gives like a little s- snippet of who they are. This says child murderer, torture killer, and rapist known as the Beast. Garavito confessed to killing 140 boys between 6 and 16 years old from October 1992 to April of 1991 in Colombia and neighboring countries. He is suspected of murdering over 300 victims, mostly considered street children. Garavito was originally sentenced to 1,850 years in prison, but this was later reduced to 22 years after he led police to many of the bodies of his victims. He is scheduled to become eligible for parole in 2023. Make sure if you live in Colombia, Ecuador, or Venezuela, that you go to the parole hearings or you write to whomever you need to to make sure this person does not get out of prison. The next person is someone named Pedro Lopez who the countries of his crimes were Colombia, Peru, and Ecuador. Years active, 1969 to 1980. Proven victims is 110, and possible victims is 300 plus. This says that child murderer and rapist known as the Monster of the Andes, Lopez targeted young girls between the ages of 8 and 12. He was arrested in 1980 and convicted in 1983 of killing three young girls, but claimed to have killed hundreds more. Despite being believed to be one of the most prolific serial killers of the 20th century, he was released in the late 1990s. I don't understand how that happens. Can someone please explain that to me? How can you confess to killing children or just killing anyone and be allowed to get out? Like, I understand there is second chances and people can change or whatever, but this gentleman claimed to kill almost 300 people or close to 300 people, and it was proven that he had 110 victims. I don't get it. Let's see if we can find somebody. Oh, here you go. Someone from the United States. Samuel Little, most of his crimes were in the United States. He was active from 1970 to 2005. That is a long time. It says proven victims are 60 and possible victims are 93. This says Little was convicted of killing three women, but later investigations linked 31 other murders to him. He is now thought to be America's most prolific serial killer. He claimed that he killed as many as 93 victims total, three above his initial confession of 90. The FBI later confirmed a total of 60 murders that are linked to little. The investigation into his crimes are ongoing. Wow. Killing 60 people, but you confess to 93. That is crazy. We have, let's see, Ivan Malshoff from the Soviet Union, and the years active for him are 1934 to 1935. Proven victims are 50, and possible victims are also shown as 50. This says, known as Bluebeard, Ivan Moshov was an electrical engineer and prolific known Soviet serial killer. He is purported to have killed 20 women in Kharkov over a period of several months in 1935 with a knife, leaving behind little clues to his identity other than taunting letters to police. Reportedly apprehended by authorities as he attempted to kill his next victim, completely unaware that he had been tailed after seeing fleeing arrest by an undercover female officer earlier in the day. It says prior to his execution, He confessed to additional 30 murders in nearby Kiev in 1934. He was convicted and executed in 1935 by firing squad at the age of 40. That is very interesting. I might have to do some episodes on a few of these people. Okay, there is a gentleman from Russia that I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because it is very long. But his first name is Alexander and years active were 1992 to 2006. Proven victims are 49, and possible victims are 60. It says that he was known as the chessboard killer, and he was convicted of murdering 49 victims, but suspected of killing 60. He claimed to have murdered 62 people because he did not know that two of his victims had survived. He stated that his goal was to become Russia's most prolific serial killer. He is currently sentenced to life imprisonment. Let's try just a couple more. Let's see if anybody has like crazy amount of prospective killings. Okay, this one is Fernando Leva from Mexico. Years active are 1982 to 1999. And proven victims are 33, but suspected victims are 137. It says Fernando confessed to 100 murders and six kidnappings at the time of his arrest in 1999, but later retracted and claimed that he had been beaten by the police and his family threatened in order to force him to confess. He was accused of as many as 137 murders in five southern Mexican states and was convicted of 33 murders and was sentenced to 50 years in prison. He tried unsuccessfully to commit suicide in prison. It says if his claims of 100-plus victims were true, then he would be considered Mexico's most prolific documented serial killer. That is very fascinating. Let's try a couple more um, serial killer Google searches. We have serial killer's Zodiac signs. This is a web article from the magazine Cosmopolitan.com, and the title of it is Astrology Has a Creepy Accurate Explanation for Serial Killers. Here we have a quick little blurb from the article, and it says, Round up a few of America's most notorious serial killers, and you'll get Ted Bundy, who's a Sagittarius, Jeffrey Dahmer, who is a Gemini, John Wayne Gacy, who is a Pisces, Andrew Cunanan, who is a Virgo, Son of Sam, who is a Gemini, the Night Stalker, who is a Pisces, Boston Strangler, who is a Virgo, Randy Kraft, who is Pisces, Larry Ehler, who is a Sagittarius, and BTK, who is a Pisces. So it kind of seems like it's really just all over the place of... You know, like, there's not just one specific Zodiac sign that all serial killers have. And I'm just kind of, like, going through the article right now to see if they really say anything, like, significant, I guess. It really just says that a lot of people who look into this kind of, like, look at birthdays and the celestial factors, such as, like, the moon and rising signs, um, and something called a birth chart. Don't really know what that is. Um, But I don't really see anything significant of, yes, all serial killers are this way, or all serial killers are connected this way. This one says something about, like, the lining of the planets, or, you know, something like that. If you want me to kind of go more into depth about this, or if you... Personally, on your own podcast or just like in your free time, or you have like a YouTube video or something, it's kind of gone more into depth about this. Let me know. I would most definitely love to check it out. We are going to go back to Google and try something else. Let's see. This one, I don't know if I mentioned this one, but this one says Serial Killer Museum. Let's see if something like this actually exists. Oh, and it does. So in Washington, D.C., there is the Museum of Crime and Punishment. I guess it's not really a serial killer museum. Um, then there is the Grave Face Museum in Savannah, Georgia. Then you have, this is pretty interesting. Where is this? The True Crime Museum. Let's open this one and figure out where this one is. This one looks like it's in Hastings, England. So if any of my listeners live out that way... Go ahead and check it out. That seems pretty interesting. Then there is the Museum of the Death in New Orleans, as well as Museum of Death in Los Angeles. There is Criminals Hall of Fame in Niagara Falls. And the Alcatraz East Crime Museum in Pigeon Forge. Let's do just a couple more on the Serial Killer 1. And we have Serial Killers in Maryland, which is where I currently live. Okay, so this is the very first thing that pops up from a website called Uncovered.com. It says, Throughout its history, Maryland has had to deal with more Maryland killers than you might initially think. Maryland's most famous serial killers can be found among many different types of serial killer lists, including Maryland serial killer and a list of serial killers in Maryland. A couple of the most well-known Maryland serial killers include... Joe Roy Metheny, who murdered anywhere from 4 to 10 plus sex workers in the 90s. Jason Thomas Scott, also known as the mother-daughter killer, who murdered five women from 2008 to 2009. And I don't really see... I'm just going to quickly open the Joe Metheny one. Because I believe this is one that a friend of mine told me about several weeks ago. Um, so, super quick, Joe Metheny was born in 1953, and he is considered an American serial killer and rapist from Baltimore. This says, despite declaring himself a serial killer and claiming to have killed 13 people, sufficient evidence was only found to convict him of two murders. And he died in 2017 at the age of 64 in Cumberland, Maryland, at the Western Correctional Institute. Let's go ahead and just move on to our next one. And it says, what killed? We have what killed the dinosaurs? What killed Elvis Presley? What killed Michael Jackson? What killed Bob Saget? What killed Bruce Lee? So let's go ahead. We're going to click on what killed the dinosaurs. Because, of course, everybody wants to know that. And we have the very first thing that pops up is from the Natural History Museum. And it says, evidence suggests an asteroid impact was the main culprit. Volcanic eruptions that caused large-scale climate change may also have been involved, together with more gradual changes to the Earth's climate that happened over millions of years. Pretty fascinating. Let's try another one. What killed Elvis Presley? And the cause of death from History.com says, Music icon Elvis Presley dies in Memphis, Tennessee at the age of 42. The death of the king of rock and roll brought legions of mourning fans to Graceland, his mansion in Memphis. Doctors said he died of a heart attack, likely brought on by his addiction to prescription medication. Let's go with another one here. What killed Michael Jackson? And this is directly from Wikipedia. It says on June twenty fifth, two thousand nine, American singer Michael Jackson died of acute propofol and benzodiazepine intoxication at his home on North Carolwood Drive in Holmby Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. And I can't remember what the doctor's name was, but let's see. Oh, here we go. His doctor's name was Conrad Murray, who was a former cardiologist and the personal physician of Michael Jackson at the time of his death. It does state that Murray was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter for improperly administrating the anesthetic drug propofol that led to Michael Jackson's death and ultimately served about two years out of the original four year prison sentence that he was given. I think I remember actually watching a lot of that online or at least seeing a lot of it. Let's look at one more. Let's see what killed Bruce Lee. And this is from Britannica.com. This states that Bruce Lee's official cause of death was swelling of the brain caused by an allergic reaction to a headache medication. Although some consider the circumstances of his death mysterious. He died in Hong Kong on July 20th, 1973, just six days before the release of his film Enter the Dragon There. I actually did not know that. I did not realize that he died at such an early age. He was only 32, which is how old I am, and all he did was take medication for a headache and apparently he was allergic to it. That is slightly wild. We're going to move on. We have who, if I can spell correctly, who murdered Bruce Wayne's parents. Okay. Who murdered Gucci? Who murdered Chase And Where the Crawl Dads Sing? And we're going to do another one of a film that says who murdered Garrett Phillips. So let's cl- click on who murdered Bruce Wayne's parents. From Wikipedia, this says in Batman's origin story, Joe Chill is the mugger who murders young Bruce Wayne's parents, Dr. Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne. The murder traumatizes Bruce, inspiring his vow to avenge their deaths by fighting crime as the vigilant Batman. Who murdered? I think I said who murdered Gucci. This is coming directly from Wikipedia, and it says on March 27th, 1995, Gucci was shot by a hired hitman on the steps outside his office as he arrived at work. His former wife, Patricia Regina is convicted in 1998 of arranging the killing. According to prosecutors, Reginia's motives were a mixture of jealousy, money, and resentment towards her former husband. She served 18 years in prison and was released in October of 2016. I do believe there was, yep, it says right here. So a film inspired by the story titled House of Gucci, which was released on November 24th of 2021, essentially just tells the story of their life, their marriage, all of those things. And it does say that the Gucci family issued a statement to the portrayal of the family and the murder. It says, although the film claims to tell the true story of the family, the narrative is anything but accurate. I did not realize that the family did not appreciate the movie that recently came out about that. Let's go back and do one more for this one. Who murdered... Okay, I think I mentioned The Who Murdered Garrett Phillips, that was a film. Let's click on this one really quick. So, this one, where is the synopsis about this? This one says on October 24th, 2011, 12-year-old Garrett Phillips was murdered in his home of Potsdam, a small town in upstate New York. Police quickly suspected Oral Hillary, a Jamaican man in the mostly white community who is a soccer coach at Clarkson University and the ex-boyfriend of Garrett's mother. The documentary chronicles the years following the murder, including the interrogation, arrest, and trial for second-degree murder of Oral Hillary, who is the prime suspect. He opted to be tried by a judge and was acquitted. In the course of the trial, it is revealed that the public state prosecutor, Mary Rain, withheld Evidence from the defense, this and additional instances of professional misconduct led to Rain being banned for two years from practicing law. It says this film premiered on June 20th of 2019 at the AFI Docs Film Festival in 2019. And it was also broadcast on July 23rd and 24th, 2019 on HBO. And we have just one more question. Where did the most murder? This says, where do the most murders happen? Where are the most murders per capita? Where are the most murders in Canada? And where are the most unsolved murders? So let's click on where do the most murders happen? So this one is the following 50 cities have the highest homicide rates in the world of all cities not at war with a population of at least 300,000 people and all relevant data is available online. This list has it ranked homicides per 100,000 per year. So number one is Tijuana, Mexico. In 2019, the total number of homicides were 2,367 the population in 2019 was 1.7 million people according to this list uh the united states falls number 9 with st louis and it has homicides from 2019 were 104 with population being 300,000 people so the homicides per 100,000 people per year was 64.5 and then of course Number 11 is Baltimore, and that's 348 homicides in 2019 with a population of 593,000 people. And they have the homicides per 100,000 per year, which was 58.64. And with that, we are going to end tonight's episode. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed the Google search autofill as much as I did. I learned lots of interesting information between part one and part two. If you are interested in finding out more information about anything I discussed in tonight's episode or two weeks ago's episode, just send me a message, comment on any of my posts, and let me know if there's something you want further detail on, like you think maybe it would make a good episode, just let me know and I will look into it. Before you go, please take a moment to listen to this promo from my friends at the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Have a great evening. Hey there. Do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie, commentaries interviews special guests and tons of bonus episodes new episodes come out every monday we also make great nerdy content on our youtube channel you can find our show anywhere podcasts are found the four nerds by nerds podcast your one stop for all your nerdy needs stay nerdy my friends Thanks for sticking around to the end. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.